at the beginning, I went through a couple of eviction notices. You know, people, (laughs) yeah, people, my family would ask me, hey, what the hell are you doing? I said, I'm telling you, this podcast thing is going to work. It's going to happen. They said, no, it's not. I don't even know what you're talking about. Get a normal job. Welcome to the Creatives Academy podcast. I'm your man, Los. And this is your boy, Will. Your home for creative thoughts, ideas, and artistry. The Creatives Academy, straight from New York City. Episode two, Willie, we're back. We're Episode here. two. Episode two, yes. Yo, how has it been your first week as a, as a published podcaster? How's that going? It's been very exciting, man. I'm really, I'm really happy that you and I have finally launched this podcast, and the feedback that we've been getting has been really, really good. So, thank you guys already out. Yes, out there thank you, thank you, thank you for those that listen. We are officially not only on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts now, mm-hmm. we're on Google Podcasts, mm-hmm. we're on Stitcher, we're on all your main uh, platforms. So please feel free to subscribe on whatever you prefer. Mm-hmm. But we are coming to you right now from Hangar Studios in New York City. Yes, this is a really beautiful studio, by the way. This is. So today we actually have, we're going to showcase with the CEO and founder of Hangar Studios, mm-hmm. uh, who is a good friend of ours and also an incredible podcaster herself. A pioneer in the a game. A pioneer, right? One, one of the originators in, in kind of the podcast space. And we'll be talking to her a little later about you know, her story and how to create podcasts, her vision for, for the podcast world. So we're looking forward to share some tips on how to, you know, if you're interested in creating your own podcast, how to get out there and, and, and uh, learn from the best, right? Yes, and we're also going to talk about just her, her personal life too and how she got to where she is now and learn about her struggles and, um, and you know, why she's doing what she's doing now. Yeah, so that's so. you're gonna have some. You'll be treated to to a gen later. So Willie, what's going on with you? Last time we spoke, you had that show with Tito. So so how was that show? So yeah, so uh, as you guys know, I'm a musician, producer, musical director, and all that stuff. So I definitely I had my show with Tito Puente Jr. It was a birthday party. We're celebrating a woman. Her name I forgot her name, but she was celebrating her 60th birthday. Man. It didn't look like her 60th, birth- her 60th birthday. She was celebrating her 21st birthday because she was getting down, literally on the ground. Uh, but she was doing her thing, and we had a really, really good time. A lot of people showed up. There was a lot of people there. A lot of She was surrounded by a lot, a lot of loved ones. Uh, and we just had a good time, man. Free food, free drinks, you know? We just had a really, really good time. Awesome. Good but, stuff. But since then, a lot has happened. A lot. So what's been going on? Tell us real quick. Let's do a quick, well, uh, a quick check-in before we, we yes, jump in. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I am officially certified by the American Red Cross. I am a... If you're choking, I got you. Do you have a wound? <laughs> okay. I got you. <laughs> Do you have your, your Boy Scouts? Did you join the Boy Scouts? Have, what's going on? No. <laughs> I'm a uh, certified uh, first aid guy. So basically, you're choking. I got you, bro. Uh, you have a cut. You, you got hurt. I got you. If you're having a heart attack, quick, give me the AED and the defibrillator. I got you. Okay. You know? So it's, it's crazy. I'm to the point where uh, I'm certified for two years, right? And just I went to, on Friday, I went with my cousin to a restaurant with my cousin and her family. And I heard a baby choking. Not choking. I heard a baby like coughing. And I was already like in high alert. I was oh. like, well, baby choking. I got I to gotta go save him. And she was like really relaxed. The kid is just crying and, and coughing. Um, but uh, that, so that happened. 
Um, I'm, so I'm certified. And then the other thing is uh, something major happened with Ancestry DNA, man. <laughs> what did you discover? Who, who you related to? No, Ancestry DNA. So I did my grandmother's DNA when I went to Dominican Republic, and I brought back her saliva sample, right? And I submitted it to, to them, and I got reached. Somebody reached out to me, uh, supposedly a, a cousin of my grandma, that she, they haven't seen each other in over 25 years. Like she didn't even know where she was, and she's like, "I miss, I miss, uh, I miss her." Um, can you put me in contact? And I was able, after twenty five years, I was able to connect, th- to connect them. So that's one. That's something else that happened. So that's pretty awesome. That. So that's yeah. your gra- you connected your grandmother with with her cousin relatives. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know she was a cousin of the family. I never heard of this woman before. But she started mentioning all my my family members' names and where she grew up, and I was like, this makes total sense. And then when I asked my grandmother, she said, oh, yeah, I do remember her. And um, I connected them. You know, my grandma's at that, is at 92, she's 92 years old. So, you know, it's, she wants to be surrounded by love and family and all that stuff. So I, I'm happy that I was able to connect them. Yeah, fantastic. The whole yeah. DNA thing is, is kind of scary, man. I, I got to be honest. So I did my, did, I actually did my uh, ancestry mm-hmm. DNA probably two years ago. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so I, I follow the traditional kind of colonized uh, bloodline. So I mm-hmm. have, you know, I'm 30% kind of uh, European, so Spanish and Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Then I'm another kind of 40% uh, Western Africa. So okay. I have Senegal and Nigeria and... Benin, Togo? The, yep, so kind of the Southern Bantu people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another 10% like native. Okay. So basically, you can tell that, right? The colonizers came from Spain, stopped in the coast of Africa, picked up some slaves, went yep. down to the Hispaniola, right? And then kind of the blend of African, kind of yeah. Spaniard, European, and native is what created kind of Dominicans, right? Yeah, no, so you can definitely tell the history of. I am concerned with there's a lot of things now around like privacy, and maybe we should do a whole episode on yeah. just like DNA privacy, right? Yeah, we can discuss that. But um, they're finding like a lot of uh, cold cases are being solved because of people doing, and you don't even need to be the one that has the the test, right? If you have someone within your your line, so there's pros and cons to that. But I'm sure, you know, I'm sure um, for your grandmother meeting that family member, yeah, that uh, no, was great. It was great. Was worth it. Yeah, it was great. So that's that's what's happening. My, and I'm also going through a juice cleanse right now. So that's another thing. But yeah, if we have multiple breaks, that's because Willie is is on the is on the cleanse over here. Yes. So what about you, yeah. Carlos? So, so how, I'm in good, week? man. We're we're in the new decade, right? So this is 2020. We're in January. Uh, I'm actually doing a 30 day squat push up and leg lift challenge. Buns of steel. Yep. It's called Guns, Buns, <laughs> and Arms <laughs> Challenge. Okay. So it's 30 people right now. Yeah, about 30 people that we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Every day we do um, push-ups, sit-ups, and leg lifts. Because, you know, holiday time, of course, it went down, right? Of course. And uh, I mentioned that I work for one of uh, an, online, an online grocer, and we have really good food as a result of that. So I did a lot of eating, so decided <laughs> to do a challenge. And what I read was, you know, in things that I read, on average, it takes... Some people say 60, I've seen as high as 70 days to form a new habit, mm. right? That's kind of what you hear. Mm-hmm. And I needed something to kickstart my, my uh, physical fitness or my well-being for this year. And I decided mm-hmm. to do a squat, push-up, and leg lift challenge. Started myself with a couple of friends. Then uh, people from work heard, heard about it. So now we have 30 people, like I mentioned, doing squats. Oh, wow. It started from 40 squats, 5 push-ups, 
tw- uh, 20 leg lifts, mm-hmm. and it goes up to 150 leg lifts, 250 squats, and 40 push-ups. Tigre, es un ataque de corazón. It, it allows you to get physical. So shout out to everyone who's on the challenge with us. And wow. it's a good way of just staying motivated. And right now it's day 15. So I'm, I see it. I'm on the other side. And um, hopefully you can see it on our, on our website there with some of the pictures of, of, our, of our squad challenge. It's hilarious. I want to see We're that. doing squats at work. We're, doing, we're getting everyone getting it in there. So really looking to jumpstart our health and well-being. Great. So I've been doing that. Uh, and also, I mentioned on our last podcast that uh, Lucas, right? So my son, his mm-hmm. birthday is turning two. So happy early birthday to Lucas and also and to, to Willie. Me too. Right? Interesting fact: our our next guest is also a February baby. Yes. Right. So oh, this yeah. is the the two one crew that's coming <laughs> over here. But um, let's get ready for our world check in segment. Yeah, let's do that. We'll be right back. All Creators right. Academy. Yeah. It's world check-in time, Willie. You ready? So we want to do... Uh, I think what we're going to do is we want to make sure that this segment, we showcase kind of positive things that are occurring out in the world. Yeah, right? I agree. I think there's so many things out there that, if, that, that aren't, aren't kind of working that we want to use this space to really uh, check in with things in the world that are working. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's talk about one of our creators. You hear this story, Willie, about what Which one? what uh, what Jay Z is doing with the Mississippi inmates? Actually, I did hear about it, but clarify. So let me tell you, our our uh, Jay Z, which we mentioned in our first podcast, right, mm-hmm. is is someone that's near and dear to uh, both of our hearts, our hip hop so, hearts, hip hop. Yep, New York City. Actually, a, a Brooklyn. There's a Brooklyn born uh, rapper right over there, but yep, Jay Z. He's actually supporting. These inmates, so there's a group of inmates in Mississippi that due to, this was featured in the Daily News, right? So this was, there's an article in the Daily News mm-hmm. that there's been kind of a spike in deaths and conditions uh, for a group of men who were incarcerated in Mississippi, mm-hmm. right? And due to, you know, there was increased... Um, you know, the funding for this, uh, there's been increased population right. and kind of a decrease in funding, mm-hmm. which according to the article, nearly half of Mississippi's prison guard jobs are unfilled. Right. Right. Yes, so there's, that's right. So there's this lack of resources creating like this really dangerous environment within the Mississippi uh, prison, prison system, system within yeah. the prison system. And Jay-Z, you know, the nice thing is you put your name behind something, right, and, and gets attention to it. Mm-hmm. So Jay-Z is actually supporting uh, because five, over the last two weeks, five inmates have died. Wow, that's... Okay. Yeah, so five inmates had died and that's like the not good part of the story, right? So right. there was five inmates and again, you know, if they're... they're um, we're not here to kind of pass judgments on why they're in there, right? Mm-hmm. But five people within kind of custody died in this prison system. And Jay-Z has actually supported and put some money behind to help sue the State Department of Corrections Great. in order to increase funding. And also, you know, the quote is, we cannot treat people in this way and it's time to do something about it. Yeah. Okay, so they were quoted by saying that. But ultimately, the, the lawsuit which was filed in the U.S. District Court on last Tuesday state that the plaintiffs, their lives are in peril. And mm. even though they're behind the even though they're behind bars and they're serving their time, right? They they obviously have broken the law, right? Okay, and they're there for for a reason. Mm-hmm. But 
just because you're in jail doesn't mean you should be risk, you know, worried about your life every single day. So he's actually right. trying to bring some light to that. Yeah, and you know, this, this, the crazy thing with that is that it's not only happening in Mississippi; it's also happening in Rikers Island. You know, as you know, in New York City, uh, a reform something has been—I uh, forgot what it was—but they're 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 um, shutting down Rikers Island within the next. Well, they're few trying years. to trying to and setting up new, uh, little small jails amongst the, the boroughs. Um, so, but this is great that Jay Z is doing that because, in reality, like you said, like yes, they committed the crime. I'm pretty sure some of them was petty crimes, and they're and are in there, or maybe they're waiting for trial. I'm not sure, but you know, you still can't be treated like an animal just because you're in there. You still have rights. Yeah. So know? shout out to Jay Z putting yeah. his name behind. I love when artists do that, right? And I think we should make a point to to mm-hmm. showcase kind of when we have artists that go out there. And you know, put their names behind a cause that they feel that they feel uh, passionate about. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you on that. Right. Yeah. And uh, so, here, so, so I got something else, something cool in the science world. You want to hear about uh, this? Dime. So this. So this right over here. This was from the University of Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the University of Tokyo, and um, they've discovered a new way to capture light that can increase the. Uh, effectiveness of solar panels. So they actually have looked at photosynthesis, so the process okay. of photosynthesis, yep. right? And and that's just how plants capture mm-hmm. light and turn that to energy, mm-hmm. right? So what's so nice about kind of the science world is there's so much stuff that we don't know, and we really don't know too much. Uh, you know, we know the basics, but we don't know exactly how the process of photosynthesis right right works because we have the sun which can provide all this energy enough energy for the entire kind of world to survive if we're able to harness it mm-hmm. so the university of tokyo they published a study in the nature communications journals uh identifying a way to capture chlorophyll more effectively which potentially can dramatically increase the effectiveness of solar powered cells oh wow right okay. so what they're looking at is they're actually and it goes into we'll post the article again in our in our uh, show notes yes and on our website which we'll make sure to, to kind of give you the address for that yep but it's a breakthrough in solar capture right using chlorophyll or understanding how chlorophyll works and potentially can have us increase these panels that's amazing because like that you can not only can you solar panel your I mean solar panel, you can, not only can you uh, provide energy to your house or your home like that but then we're talking about n- on the mass think about never having to level. charge a cell phone think about never having to plug no, in a car because you have solar panels on your car that can actually now solar panels have come a long way right in the yeah, last sure. five to ten sure. years uh, but there's still an opportunity this is talking about kind of a monumental leap in our ability to capture uh, and use the sun as our primary source of energy. Well, I tell you this. I hope that they hurry up. You know why? Because Con Edison (laughs) just said last week that they're increasing everybody's rates on their energy bill. All right? So... So watch out. You got to let them know. Hurry up. Yeah, hurry up, man. We need (laughs) you. ASAP. Awesome. So but we, not, not only we need you, the planet needs it because, as you know, I mean, with the Australian, the fires happening in Australia, California, you know, the global warming, we need that ASAP. So, congratulations yeah, so to them. Definitely. For, so, that's for the again, uh, and that was published in the Nature Communications Journal. That's awesome. Awesome. I also, I also have one set of good news and then uh, we'll move on. But the, I just have, um, I read something earlier today 
Actually, yesterday, uh, as far as good news, good Samaritan news. What's so, for us, Willie? There's this uh, guy in, I believe, in Michigan. In Michigan, a pizza delivery guy, right? He wants to deliver a pizza. You imagine this. All right, Carlos? Yo te llamo a ti. Eh, yes, I like to order a pepperoni pizza and uh, with some extra cheese and some breadsticks. Okay, cool. Be there in five minutes. You come, you deliver the pizza. It only takes two minutes to walk from your car to the house and deliver the pizza. But you turn around, once you deliver the pizza and I give you the money, you turn around and your car is gone. Your delivery car that you own, your own personal car. So this guy, um, uh, I forgot his name, call him Jones. He was delivering pizza and he had his car stolen by a woman, right? So uh, somebody, when 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 the woman took off with the car... Somebody noticed it. She got on the wrong side of the highway. This guy, this stranger started following her, reported, called 911, all that stuff, whatever. The car, she crashed the car. The car was totaled. Now the pizza guy has no more car. That was his, that was his work car and his family car. So tell me how the stranger, his name is uh, Linky, Linky, I believe is his name, from Michigan, gave him his car. Like, literally gave him his car. He's like, I feel super bad about what happened. I'm going to give you my car that I was about to sell, but I'm going to give it to you for free. You don't have to pay me for it. And gave him a car. Like, to the pizza delivery guy. To the pizza delivery guy. Wow. So Talk that he about could, a good Samaritan right there. Yeah, so that he could keep on working. Like, you know, that's, that's things. those are things that need to be highlighted a lot more, you know, because you don't hear somebody just giving you their car, you know. Um, so just shout out to... To Linky and to Jones, congratulations on your new car in, out in Michigan. But uh, I think that's something heartwarming that uh, I wanted to highlight. Yeah, please. And if you have stories that you want to share with us, please yes. feel free to send it. We're, we're on all social media platforms now. Yes. So you can find us on Twitter at mm-hmm. Los and Will. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Creatives Academy Podcast. Mm-hmm. Or you can go good old-fashioned email and email us. What's our email, Willie? Creatives Academy Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. We got it. Awesome. Yeah. So that was the worldwide check in. Yeah. That's it. Up next, what's bumping? Let's do it. And we're back we with are. our next segment. What's bumping? What's now, so, Willie? This has been uh-huh. probably our most popular segment from our first podcast so far. So thank you to everyone who added to our What's Bumping playlist on Spotify. Yes. So we had thank you thirty editions, and we have a couple of DJs there that I see that have added some mm-hmm. some tracks to us. So shout out to DJ Rickman, mm-hmm. DJ Coolest Cat, who've added some. Also got my man uh, Formula J. One half of Exact oh, okay. Change Projects. A lot of my artist friends have jumped in there and, and dumped some some track into the What's Poppin' playlist. And I've heard I've heard a few. They're pretty good. It has. It's Thank you definitely very much. What's Bumpin'. So, Willie, what, sure. what have you been bumping since the last time we met? Okay, well, I'll tell you this. I've been, like, like I said last time, I'm working a lot on music and stuff like that. But I do take time out to listen to my peoples. And what I've been bumping are my own clients. As, uh, if you guys don't know, I didn't mention this on the first uh, on the first podcast, but I'm also the CEO of the Valence Agency, and under the Valence Agency, I have some amazing artists that I work with. So I've been bumping to Grammy Award winning, Latin Grammy Award winning, and Grammy nominated for this up and coming Grammys that are coming up. My clients, Flor de Toloache, 
they recently uh, released an, uh, uh, an album and it's been it's been doing really really good um, but they have this one song that they did with John Legend it's called Quisiera yes como tu sabes bro oh. my daughter's been singing that song for months really yep okay so yes they, they, they released a song with John Legend called Quisiera which by the way is a Juan Luis Guerra cover song I don't know if you knew that. Juan Luis Guerra is a prominent Dominican artist who's amazing. But I've been bumping to Flor de Toloache, man. And um, to hear John Legend singing Spanish is like a, is like, it's, it's truly an honor. Yeah, so there, that's one of your clients? Yeah, Flor de Toloache. I did not. Do you have anything to do with the production of that track? or? No, I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't. Okay. They're just really, really good friends of mine. And uh, I've been following them since uh, the very beginning when they were singing in the subway stations here in New York City. And when they were performing at Fat Cat. Uh, down on um, Christopher Street, uh, and now they're Grammy nominated. Have been worked, have worked with everybody uh, on their album. Also, not only is John Legend part of the album singing in Spanish, but Miguel, as well, Miguel the, the artist, is also singing on the album in Spanish. Nice. Sounds like you yes. bumping. You got I'm some good stuff bumping right definitely there. Definitely bumping. So I will put that. I will put uh, Flor de Toloache. If they're not there already, I'll, I'll add them to the uh, Spotify playlist so you guys can listen. Dope, dope, dope. What about you? What you been bumping? So let's see what I've been bumping. So since we last recorded, um, so shout it again to DJ Rickman who put me onto this. Mm-hmm. So there is, uh, are you familiar with uh, Free Nationals? No. Okay. So uh, Anderson from, from Free Nationals. Uh, they have a new album out that's actually they're they're best known as Anderson Pack's uh, live band. Ah, yes, right. So yes, Free yes, National is yes. kind of the band that he okay. used. It's uh, Kelsey uh, Gonzalez on bass. I think Ron Avon on keyboard, uh, Caleb Connor on drums, and Joel Rizos on uh, on the guitar. And it's really a funky. So it's Anderson Pack, right? If you're not familiar with Anderson Pack, it's his uh, him and his band. Okay. And they have this new album. It's called Free Nationals. It's nice. self-titled album. It is incredible. It wow. has an undertones. So you can you can see that there's like uh, there's an influence of you know Stevie Wonder of like Herbie Hancock. Uh, you can kind of hear that. Kind of that indigenous like funk that I mentioned, mm-hmm. like you can definitely see that within the DNA of the of the album, and nice. it's one of those albums that I've started like I didn't skip a track, so I started really? on track one and just let it rock all the way through. Okay, so, so I, I definitely definitely recommend. We'll add a couple of tracks. The one the track that stands out, there's a track with Ti on it. I haven't heard, heard Ti in you know a decade and something that I like Ti and okay. Ti got a little bit of his you know that that uh, Atlanta dirty dirty sprinkled in on top of that. Nice. Okay. So that's what I've been bumping. That's what I've been bumping. We'll add some of those. Feel free to add to our collaborative playlist of what's bumping. And -hmm. again, the point of this is to really to share what's what we're listening to, right? To to kind of grow collaboratively with our artists and Mm -hmm. see what we're bumping and hopefully pick up one or two gems. Okay, so that's what's bumping. All right. Now stay tuned for our debut of our creative spotlight. Sounds pretty dope, right, Willie? Oh yeah! So it was, this is gonna this is our first, our very first guest on the Creators Academy, and we're super excited about this one because she's a very close friend of ours that we love very much. Yeah, she's also a successful CEO, entrepreneur, and podcaster. So we'll be right back with that spotlight, the Creators Academy. All right. Welcome to our first Creative Spotlight. Yes. And are you excited about this, Willie? I'm super excited. So we we have with us for our very first guest, the only minority female 
CEO of a podcast company. Yes, she, yes. One of the original ones to start. So an OG in the podcast space. Original gangster. For original gangster. And let's welcome as our first guest, the one and beautiful Miss Jennifer Ho. How you doing, Jennifer? Very good. Thank you for having me. This is amazing. Thank you for... Thank you for having us in, in your, your home. Space, yes. So we are coming from Hangar Studios. In the heart of New York City. Heart of New York City. Now, tell us a little bit, Hangar Studios, why don't you tell us a little bit about, so how, how did you get into the, the podcast world? Well, I used to do marketing and business startup. So I was doing that for about 15 years, and I was making a lot of people a lot of money. So what mm. am I doing making everybody else money? Mm. I should really apply this. So I met um, a man who was working in radio at the time, and I saw that radio was just tanking. You know, there was something was was going to happen. Social media was really starting to take off. People were consuming things in various different ways, and they wanted things on demand whenever they wanted it and quickly. So I said, something's got to change in this audio landscape, and podcasting was starting to like kind of creep into the underground just a little bit. So I said to him, why don't you quit your job? You know all of the production side. I know all of the business side, and let's get together and create this company. At the beginning, I went through a couple of eviction notices. You know, people. Hmm. <laughs> what? Yeah, people, my family would ask me, hey, what the hell are you doing? I said, I'm telling you, this podcast thing is going to work. It's going to happen. They said, no, it's not. I don't even know what you're talking about. Get a normal job. Hmm. And then I would always have, hey, you know, you owe us money. We're going to turn the gas off or we're going to turn the electric off. And then we had those two eviction notices. And so it was really. Um, it was a labor of love. I kept some marketing clients on so I could keep the lights on. Mm. And um, I just started moonlighting at night, building up Hangar, the websites, everything else. In about 2000, I would say 2015 or 14, I was sitting on my sofa and Saturday Night Live was on. And, the, you know, I was just chilling on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I saw a skit with Serial. Uh, they did a skit on cereal. Okay. And I almost shit my pants. Because <laughs> I said, okay, if this is making it to Saturday Night Live, I know this is something now. And then the phones just kept ringing after that. And we just were in the perfect place. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I guess what uh, – before it was po- – it wasn't called podcast back in the day. What was it called? Or did it start off as – it was, but not really. It was kind of. It was very fringe at that point in two thousand nine. So a lot of it was called internet radio. There's still internet radio right. now, um, mm-hmm. but really that's what internet radio tended to morph into was this, and then NPR really um, took off with it. Those early adopters. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way that they they took off with something so daring and decided to dump a lot of money into it and go for it. They're the ones who are reaping all the benefits today, and so. Like NPR is amazing. You can't mess with them. That is very true. I remember uh, when I was working for ABC Radio. This is Willie Rodriguez, by the way. When I was working at ABC Radio, there was a lot of layoffs. Uh, stations were closing around the, around the city. No, not around the city. Around the the country. Stations were closing down just because they didn't have the funds to maintain the stations. And that's when I saw the uh, uprising of podcasts. And I was like, "What are what's a podcast?" I was comparing it to iPod. You know, I didn't know what I didn't know what it was, but then, you know, as I'm working at ABC, I see uh, Miss Jen is doing her thing and developing this 
new platform for uh, for for us. I would say for the for us and uh, for the listeners. And um, you you truly are one of the pioneers because you came in right at the very beginning of this entire industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so how do you, how do you feel about that, and what has been the feedback? Actually, no. Let's go back. Your very first podcast. What was that? Your very first recording, and how did it go for you? My very not first... knowing, not really knowing the space, not really being the master that you are now. Do you remember that first podcast? Uh, of course, it was. <laughs> it was actually it was Newsweek on air, hmm. um, and so we had known some people in the radio world, and Newsweek uh, basically they stopped funding the radio portion of their arm. So they wanted to look for a cheaper alternative. So they came to podcasting and it was really just slow rolling at the beginning until everything started hitting. But, um, yeah, at the very beginning, it was a lot of radio heads. You have to remember they're under contract. They can't really say what they want to say on air. And so they left that space and they would come over here and they would curse and talk about whatever the hell they want to talk Mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. Right. And that was it. And, And if anybody remembers Obama giving an interview in a garage, Right. It became like the new hit thing to do. Ah. It was like the cool thing to do. But that's where the industry was going. I mean, with the release of the iPod, now we can have music on demand. We don't have to worry about cassettes or CDs or any of this other stuff that's coming our way. We don't have to pay for it. It's all, you know, revolving and we can just buy online. And so everything was becoming more and more easily accessible. The same thing. And that's why radio started dying, really. Yeah. Was because... I could listen to whatever I wanted to at any time that I wanted to. Same thing was starting to happen. Now you get the Netflix model. Right. You've got all of these different subscriptions, things that we – I have like five subscriptions to Disney Plus and all these other places. Mm-hmm. Podcasting is, you know, right in line with everything else. Yeah. You mentioned um, the iPod. And how much do you think that the iPod or the success of the iPod had to do with – this medium taking off. I know that a lot of people say that when iPod and iTunes came out, that really changed the game music-wise, right? The transition to digitally. But do you think we would be as successful or you would be as successful in the podcast space without the iPod? I think, I mean, we can roll that all the way back to the first record, right? Having the ability to just throw a record on there and not have to listen to radio and be confined to what it is that they play. And it's the same thing for the iPod. But now, when the iPod come out came out, we could just load thousands of songs onto this thing and be on rotation. It really changed the landscape in terms of um, how fast you had access to things, how much you had access to at any given time. And uh, it's really, I mean, listen, Apple's been a game changer for mm-hmm. a long time. And so that just gave us something that we didn't even know that we needed. Yeah, no, and that's the thing, that people... It goes to show that people really just want, uh, how do you say this, uh, uh, easier access to everything. Whether, next thing you know, I mean, not next thing you know, but we already watch movies on our phones. I mean, what's next? Now they're developing developing glasses that you can see text messages coming through your glasses. So, like, you don't have to look at your phone for text messages anymore. That's scary. Or you can look at a watch, you know. So, accessibility and, and um, I guess, uh, the advancement of technology, I guess, is just... You know what I mean? Yeah, I it's, know. it's the yeah. evolution yeah. of yeah, exactly. you know the, the the medium, right? We yeah, started exactly. writing on with chisels on slabs of rock, right? In our in prehistoric times, and that moved to paper, that. and that moved to digital, and that moved to right. I think that's a natural evolution for 
course. For kind of this space. Now, in addition to being the CEO and founder, Jennifer is also the host of two podcasts. So she's the host of Big Girl Panties and mm-hmm. Stripped. So just tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing kind of in regards to those two podcasts. Well, I, what I find most interesting about Big Girl Panties, so Big Girl Panties basically chronicles my life. It's those moments in life where you had a choice or a trauma that happened to you and really how you pulled through it and what did you learn from, you know, having said trauma, right? Mm-hmm. But the real reason I sat down to do Big Girl Panties is because I owned a podcast production company and I was talking to people about it, but I was out of integrity because I had no idea what it was like to actually start my own. So right. I sat my ass in a chair. And I said, okay, I'm going to talk to entrepreneurs about what makes them tick. And I had mm. like two or three interviews. I was really nervous on my first one. I had no idea what I was doing. And then by the third interview, I said, I hate this. Like, I hate interviewing people. This is not what I want to do. And I changed mid-course. Somebody wrote in, in to me and said, hey, you told me a little bit about yourself. I want to hear more about that. Wow. And so as soon as I changed it, yeah. So that's actually one of the biggest takeaways from anybody who's starting a podcast. Don't get too stuck on what it looks like because you might have a great idea, go in there, and then hate it. So be okay with switching it up. If you don't like it, it's okay not to like it. Just do something mm-hmm. you want to be doing. But Big Girl Panties is really a lot of fun. Stripped, um, I co-host with Michael C. Bryan. Um, we're both coaches and so he brings a different style, um, than me. And typically what we'll do is we'll pick a topic, we'll talk about it. And then we also take voicemails from listeners and we riff on them and, and kind of give them some idea of what to look at. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Well, it, it, so you're okay. So you have the company hangar studios, you have two studios actually. Two right. locations. Three Two studios, locations. Yeah. So one is in the heart of New York City, which is we're on. So this is 50th between 7th and Broadway. So this is Times Square area. And then we have another one at 38th and 5th. 38th and 5th. Okay. And then you have two podcasts that you're Big Girl Panties and Stripped. And then you're also a mother. Yes, of two. I, obviously, Mother I like things in twos. Pairs. <laughs> clearly, clearly, you're with two Dominicans here. So. <laughs> her favorite two Dominicans, by exactly. the way. Exactly. We're her favorite two Dominicans. <laughs> so it's like, how do you manage? How do you manage all this? Like, when do you? How do you find time? Like, what's your method? So my kids are actually central to everything. So mm. when I became a mother, I I made that choice um, that they were. I was going to construct my life around them, basically. So what I did was I found positions. Even when I was dealing with my marketing clients back then, I would set my own schedule. I made sure that I I let them go to the bus. I brought them to the bus every morning, and I was home every day whenever they would come back. Um, Occasionally, Mm. I wouldn't be able to do that, but I also wanted to make sure I went to every school function. That was very important to me, that I was there when they needed me, that I was there for school functions. And so it kind of grew out of that. Once I set my own schedule in my life, everything Mm -hmm. else started to revolve around that. So they've been my main priority. Even with the business here, I'll take a lot of meetings from home. Mm -hmm. um, But I'll take those 10 minutes, run to the bus and get my kids. Uh, Say hi to them, give them kisses, make them Mm -hmm. dinner, do things like that. So it's really constructing. A lot of of the time I find that women will kind of take the scraps from things and then construct their home life around whatever it is they feel that they need to mm-hmm. do 
as opposed to taking ownership of the life and saying, okay, I am going to, this is my main point. My kids are my main point and I'm going to construct my life around that. There is opportunities to do that everywhere and, and I'm living proof. Well, well, that also goes to, the, to show that really we have 24 hours in a day, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what do you do in those 24 hours? And like you said, just make sure you schedule your life around the things that you want to accomplish and your goals and not forget about your family and your responsibilities, but you can still accomplish all, you know, all the goals that you have in mind. Mm, just be present. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really it. Yeah, and, and the reason why I ask you that question is because a lot of times I've, um, not being machista aquí or whatever, but uh, a lot of women, a lot of my female friends would say, oh, I don't have time because of my kids. Oh, I can't do this because of my kids. Oh no, I'm not gonna I'm gonna put my dreams to the side because I wanna raise my kids and then I'll I'll take care of it later on. What was the feedback that you were getting from your circle back then when you started your businesses? I didn't really have that feedback only because I, I I had constructed again, I constructed my life around that. I knew that if I wasn't being taken care of, nobody else was gonna be taken care of, right? Because right. my thing, I'm I'm a very big giver. Mm-hmm. Um and I love people really hard. And in order for me to be able to do that, I also need to take care of myself. So a lot of that was, you know, getting present when I was with them. Or, you know, the kids don't get to be my excuse because I love hanging out with those kids. I just make sure that my time with them is with them. As opposed to, oh, I need to make dinner. I need to go grocery shopping. I need to um, do this. I need to do that. And, you know, I need to get a job, money, blah, 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 blah. Right? I was just with them. So Mm -hmm. all the time that I spent, I felt like it was valuable time. An hour with my kids, I'm like, good. I spent a solid hour with my kids being present. Then I can let that go instead of feeling guilty, which is something that a lot of parents will deal with. Uh, I'll let that go and I'll go do my work for this chunk of time and then I'll go make dinner and then I'll go meditate or I'll give myself a candlelit bath, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of that is just how can you find the time to take care of yourself and make yourself the priority so that you can take care of everybody else. And mm. it seems so. I've, I've listened to uh, your podcast, in particular, Big Girl Panties. Mm. And um, something that I love so much is, you know, you mentioned vulnerability. And I can truly, you know, when I hear you speaking on it and you, and you touch on on topics that aren't very easy to kind of Discuss to the world, right? You're kind of putting yourself out there. So as a mom, right, and having this creative outlet, how would you, you know, what we're trying to do with this podcast is really to get people to inspire and go out and follow their passions, right? Be it podcasting, which is, you know, one of the fastest growing mediums. You were just joking earlier, right? It's every, it sounds like everyone has a podcast now, right? So what would you say to someone specifically, you know, either women or minority who may have these considerations, right? Time, children, and stuff like that, in order to encourage them to, hey, you know, if you ha- if find your creative outlet being podcasting or be it whatever it may be so. Yeah, you know, a great time for me to record is typically, especially with the the sound and the street and everything else. I w- used to try to record during the day. It never worked out because kids mm. are up, they're blah, blah, blah. But at some point, I promise you, your kids sleep. So as soon as they go to sleep, the best thing is to break out a headset mic. They're relatively cheap. I think they're, you know, 50 to $100 online. Um, they'll usually have a USB port or some kind of USB-C. You can throw that into your your computer and start recording. 
Just mm-hmm. talk about what is on your mind. It doesn't mean whatever you say is going to go out into the ether, but it's great practice. It's fantastic practice. And always listen back to yourself because there are verbal tics. There are things that you say and do that you don't even recognize. Mm-hmm. That's a great starting point, even if you don't release it. Record mm-hmm. yourself. Act as if it's your diary. Talk about things and then move forward from there. Take what naturally feels best as your next step. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's pretty solid advice there. Yeah. Where do you see you you taking, you know, your podcast? Is this something that is your creative outlet or do you see it continuing to evolve and to grow into something more different than what it is now? It's a creative oh, yeah. outlet and it's just it's it's a hobby for me. It's fun. It's really fun. I only um and this is something that I don't typically tell my clients, but big girl panties I release when I want to. I just if it calls to me then I, I haven't released in probably I think a year and a half mm. one is going to be coming out probably in the next couple of months but um, yeah I record when I want to so for me it's it's um, it's therapeutic and it's also a way for me to connect with other people that might be feeling alone well in other words she's she's been too busy being a boss she is a she's boss, a boss. <laughs> you gotta see her she's wearing all black her hair is all done she definitely got a little like Game of Thrones ish, yeah. like she could be like, yes. like the queen got that like all black, you yes. know, Queen Cersei look. Right? Yeah, right. Oh, She's thanks. The boss. <laughs> the boss. It's like the That's opposite the of Daenerys. <laughs> That's exactly what I look like right now. <laughs> Let's not. We'll get all the hate mail in the world if we talk about the end of Game of Thrones over here. Well, early Daenerys, maybe, yeah. not, right. not and not season eight Daenerys. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, I'm not. Carlos has been trying to get me to watch Game of Thrones, but. That's another conversation, but I haven't gotten there yet. But now talking about boss, boss lady, boss woman. Um, in this space, in the podcasting space, I'm so I'm pretty sure you've you're, it's it's very male dominated. I'm assuming, right? Just because of the entertainment. I'm in the entertainment industry myself as well. It's very male dominated. So how do you when you step in into the into these meetings and these these board meetings with these men? that own corporations and are like, I'm so-and-so, how do you, like, what's the energy like and how do you gain the confidence to, like, just step up and be like, hey, I'm here, I'm a woman, hear me roar, like, what's... (laughs) I'm laughing because, you know, it never comes to mind. What? I never think about it. Mm. Like, I've sat down with some, like, I recently, I'd say about two months ago, had, Mm -hmm. and I can't mention who they are under NDA, but I sat down with a um, very well-known sports organization mm-hmm. that we're now working with, and it wasn't a thought about mm. um, gender. Like It wasn't a thought of these are two guys with this thought. It was I knew that I was coming with knowledge that would be helpful for them. Mm. So it wasn't – I didn't get locked in on – Got it stereotypes i i don't know why i Mm -hmm. I, not that i care but it just um i knew what i knew i knew what i was talking about and i trusted whatever came out of my mouth was going to be perfect for the moment and so Mm. have you you never really felt any pressure or like uh these macho men coming out to say hey you can't do this why who are you like you never really experienced that uh coming up in the podcast game no but that goes to show that confidence her confidence is you know and that goes with everybody, whether you're male, female, because uh, I myself, you know, when I'm going into these big meetings, whether it's a, a, a boss woman or a boss man, at the end of the day, if your confidence is... 
I just trust myself. Yeah, exactly. That's really what it is. I mean, when I hear confidence, it sounds like something that is so like far fetched for people that right, feel right. like they don't have it. Like it's mm-hmm. out there somewhere. Right. But it's really not. Like if I'm okay if I fuck up, I fuck up. Mm-hmm. And if I don't know what the answer is, then I can always go find out what it is. But I'm okay with saying I don't have the answer. So at the end of the day, um, I, I just trust myself. That's that's ultimately it. That's I mean, nice. listen. Yeah. I remember I had this was years ago. the 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 one time that I felt a mmm was uh, about eight years ago. I had a phone call with these um, with the board members of a huge worldwide uh, insurance company, and they wanted to ask me about my marketing expertise in in a certain subject that they were trying to fix. Right. And um, I was at home with the kids. The kids are downstairs. I had dogs at the time. They were barking. I'm like, how the hell am I going to take this meeting? Mm-hmm. This is crazy. I'm in my pajamas. You know, thank God it's a phone conference. I get into my closet, right? <laughs> I push all my shoes aside and I sit on the floor in my pajamas, right? It's pitch black. The light bulb went out, of course. <laughs> and I'm on my cell phone. I'm like, hi, good afternoon, everybody. This is Jennifer Ho, blah, blah, blah. And they're like... Hi, and you can hear it's in a giant boardroom with about mm. 10 men, oh. right? <laughs> and in my head, I'm thinking, oh, they're all in suits. If they knew I was in my pajamas sitting on my closet <laughs> floor with the dogs barking, <laughs> I was just hoping to God they couldn't hear it. That was the one time that I felt really, really nervous because, you know, at the time I had in my head, I'm a single mom trying to get this and, like, working. Mm. really working it mm-hmm. and I hope to God they don't hear the dogs and they I hope that they don't um, think I'm unprofessional or don't know what I'm talking about based on all of this but as soon as I got off the phone I was like really what am I pretending not to know about myself mm. that's ridiculous that mm. is ridiculous and so I pull reference from that a lot Wow. A lot. Yeah. yeah. So, I, you know, it's what's clear to me, and just in in speaking to you on this podcast, is that you, you know, you're you're very passionate about this, and you also, um, you've been telling us like you guys need to have a podcast for years, right? So we're, we're <laughs> friends with Jen for for years at yeah. this point, yeah. and she's been probably one of the first people who kind of encouraged us to just drop that little kind of hey podcast space. So in today, so today. Podcasts are more popular than ever, right? Mm-hmm. There's you, you mentioned uh, Serial, and I believe Serial is one of the first podcasts that I listened to uh, as well. They they actually, I believe it. Correct me if I'm wrong. It actually impacted some of the um, the people who were featured on that podcast. Actually, the, the level of uh, interest that it garnered allowed them to like reopen the case. I know that the case exactly is, is still under litigation, but you know, people listening on a podcast actually tangibly changed this court case right mm-hmm. Th- this which was what was focused on so you know it's can't believe that was only 2004 it feels like that was forever but now pop podcasts are popular they're more common there's so many of them so i kind of have two questions for you for someone who's looking to create a new podcast like us or any of our listeners what would you say or how can someone separate themselves from you know the hundreds of thousands of podcasts that are out there Don't be afraid to be niche. That would be the Mm. one thing I would say. Like, if you want to talk about your dog sweaters, talk about them. There are people around the world that will want to listen to you. Um, But more than that, you know, just make sure your content is really good, Mm -hmm. that people get to walk away with it and ultimately be intimate and vulnerable. Mm 
You need to remember this is one of probably the most intimate and vulnerable mediums that's out there. You are literally in an earbud in somebody's ear. Mm-hmm. They can hear every breath you take. They can hear if your lip is quivering. They can hear everything. And so be open and be okay with that because you're creating a connection with somebody, albeit a stranger, but still, and they're connecting to you on such a real raw level. So when you talk, don't be afraid to talk about yourself. Don't be afraid to open up about your thoughts. Um, Just be real. Other than that, you know, that would be, um, that that would mainly be it. Marketing is going to be the next biggest piece after you've done the creation of your podcast Mm -hmm. just be aware of what your goal is though so if you're looking to bring in revenue you want to market it like that if you're looking to connect with people you want to market it a specific way towards that um and if you don't really care and you just want to talk into a mic then you don't have to worry about marketing at all but Mm -hmm. i mean just be aware of what your goal is and that that will drive you in the direction that you need to go Hence why she's so successful at what she does. Because you're just, honestly, you're just being yourself, being honest, transparent. And that's how you've been ever since I've met you. You've always been the same person. You've never changed or uh, diverted from who you are, which no. is what makes you... You never know what you're you going to get every five minutes. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> that is true. You might, you might find yourself in North Carolina but at it's Kitty honest. Hawk. <laughs> You might find yourself with Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, listening to a rock band. Right? But it's honest. <laughs> so that's where Jen's at. That's yes. where she's at. That's fine. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, do you, um, do, you see, um, do you see this industry kind of cannibalizing themselves? Like, what, where do you think that this industry is going within the next, what's like the next five, ten years of the podcast world? Looks I like? love this question. Okay. So, going back to that whole Netflix model, mm-hmm. that's where it's going. Somebody has got to have the cojones there. I'll speak Spanish for you. Just hanging out with those Dominicans right (laughs) (laughs) Somebody, though, has got to have the money and the balls to be able to create something like that. Um, I know that there is the world's largest retailer actually tried to get into that space and so far hasn't been able to break ground. Um, But somebody is going to do it in a way that uh, is going to be groundbreaking and not much of a surprise. So the Netflix of podcasting is really the next big thing. Unfortunately, what I'm seeing is a lot of the networks are a little behind in getting in the podcast space. I think they could have been leaders, and I think they actually could have been that Netflix. Um, but, yeah. Well, I, I was gonna, going into that, I was going to say, like, so what's next for you after doing this? And I think you just kind of answered that question. Actually, I don't have you're a, not, you're not I don't interested? have a want. No, no, no. You're such a pioneer. Yeah, I, I, it's. I know what I know, and I know what I don't know, and that's mm. not something that like I'm. I'm cool. Yeah, I'm, I understand. I'm I think I'm that's good. you know you do have a lot on your plate. What is? She, I'm sure she can have one more one more hat right. there. <laughs> but I think what's so so, you know, special about this this podcast space is that. Right now, we're coming from a professional studio, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that, you know, we'll use this studio uh, as often as we can with more guests like this. But, you know, I think the, the ability to, like you mentioned earlier, grabbing a mic in your home and, and just getting down, it, it's mm-hmm. so, you know, it's so accessible to folks that I think that someone's going to do it, right? It may not be your passion to monetize it, but when there's a value... Right, because there's so much stuff, and that's my concern. If there was like a a curation, right, of podcasts where 
clearly someone like that you trust or or an organ, or a company that you trust were able to curate it to be able to manage this sheer volume because there's literally thousands of podcasts out there, right? So that was always, especially, you know, Willie and I in talking about this podcast, finding our niche and finding kind of what separates us from, mm-hmm. you know, we're not trying to be, we mentioned The Daily or, or Joe Rogan, right? We're trying to bring our own thing. I think this gives you the opportunity to kind of figure it out. For sure. Yeah, right? and also remember, you could never be somebody else anyway, even if you tried. Mm-hmm. So you're already niche. It doesn't matter. You're, you're starting off niche. Yeah, you're not going to find two short Dominicans anywhere. I mean, maybe you are, maybe you are. Yeah, you will. <laughs> you will. <laughs> no, but I mean, you guys each have your own personality, and then to blend that together mm-hmm. makes it even more unique. And yeah. so I, I think a lot of people get stuck on what makes me unique. Well, you already are, right? <laughs> so. well, gracias, señorita Jennifer. Yes. Some nuggets, some nuggets of si. information there. See, si. So I, uh, with that said, what's, what's, so what's next for you? Like, what's, what are you up to next with, the company with yourself. I, you know, you're looking at me like what? I well, don't know. I gotta think about that. Well, you know, I, what's, what's, I have no issue with goals, right? I'll set a goal, I'll go for it, I'll get it. Not mm-hmm. a problem. My goal right now is to actually chill, like go on vacation, enjoy yeah. the kids, mm-hmm. relax for a year. I said this last year, and then I opened up another studio and expanded this one, right? <laughs> so, but 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 I have like. I have goals for um, the company as it stands by the end of this year, mm. but nothing bigger than what's outside of what's already been created. Mm. Like my goal is to chill. I yeah. love her, like her balance and her comments. Like this woman is, you know, we've known her for years, and I think I speak for both and Willie. You've always been able to, you know, when when shit gets crazy out there, right? To still be able to kind of yeah. get clear and compose and. I'm glad that you're saying that self-care is is there for you and that vacation could definitely, you know, we could use a vacation as well. Yeah, I need some more self-care. Jamaica mom. <laughs> That's good. Awesome. So so we have a question for you, Jen. This is, uh, we have a, a segment that we call uh, What's Bumping? Mm-hmm. And What's Bumping is where we ask our guests what music, what kind of is in your, you know, what are you bumping? So since we're talking about podcasts, you know, mm-hmm. we'll give you a little, what kind of podcast outside of your own, and obviously the Creatives Academy, what podcast are you listening to, or what's like bumping in your radio? What, what kind of music are you listening to? Music, okay, so what I've had on repeat lately is Dig Down from Muse. Oh my God, it's so mm-hmm. appropriate. Okay. Everything you're putting me on. on, you're putting me on. Uh, I typically do, though. I always share music with you, you're like, wait, well, yeah, yes. this one, which is surprising. Um, so Dig Down by Muse. I would say uh, Lizzo's Soulmate, which I think is fantastic. Mm. Um, Lizzo. What are mm. you just general thoughts on the Lizzo controversy? Have you heard the, the whole Lizzo controversy with Jillian Michaels? No. Recently? So no. I know we're, we're segueing here, but there's a, I would love your take on this. Jillian Michaels, who's this, uh, she's a large person in the uh, fitness world, right? There was a comment on Lizzo, and you know, Lizzo is very proud of her. Of herself, her physique, she flaunts it, she owns it, she's empowered and and made women, like curvy women, proud to like flaunt what you got. And there was this big controversy where Jillian Michaels said, why are we not just celebrating her music? Why are we like obesity can lead to major diseases? And she received this whole kind of kickback Mm. around, hey, you know, great that we celebrate her pride and all that, but there's this health concern um, that we don't want to be glorifying glorifying this and i was like kind of torn with that right like 
you know, mm-hmm. yes, you want to like love yourself and girl power, but you also you want to stand for like health and well being. So I'm just interesting on your take on Lizzo, and you know, do you feel that we are glorifying um, unhealthy health habits? Hmm. Wow. See what's what's pop. That's the thing with what's popping. It, it takes you anywhere. So no, it, I mean it really is. I mean I, I don't I don't think that we're glorifying obesity. I think it's a mindset that we're glorifying about how women view themselves. Because when I hear Lizzo's music, I don't think it's because it's only for curvy women. Mm-hmm. I think it's for all women. Period. And so and men because we can yes enjoy mm-hmm. some Lizzo ourselves. Sure. Right. And so I but I don't think she's specifically talking. There are comments every once in a while because I ultimately think that women who experience themselves are of as overweight, right? Um, and you could be skinny, so that, that covers a lot of people. Um, they they tend to feel those things about themselves. And so she calls attention to them. The obesity part, I don't think she's focusing on the obesity. I think she's focusing on women feeling good about their womanhood, right? Mm-hmm. The obesity part, I'm sure she is not happy with it sometimes. I'm sure. There are times as I am, I'm not obese, but there are times that I wish I was healthier in certain respects that I know and I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. It's it's kind of a... I see what Jillian Michaels is saying. I don't take her music that way, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I kind of... I, I agree with you. I think that Lizzo is more about embracing who she is at this current moment. Mm-hmm. Not that she's glorifying obes- obesity, but I'm pretty sure... Um, I mean, she's she's on stage all the time, so she's working out. She's it's a workout to be an artist, mm-hmm. but she's glorifying. Be present with who you are, accept who you are, and of course, you can make yourself better, right? Um, right. And and live he- make healthier decisions. But at this current moment, just be who you are and live your life. That's how I see it. I think Jenny Michaels got it all wrong. Mm, well, the the woke internet is uh, out <laughs> and together right now, so just interesting. Yeah. We'd love your thoughts, so feel free to. Uh, uh, email us if yes. you have any different takes on this. So we are the Creatives Academy Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. You like how I got that right, Willie, right? Well, you added the word that in there. Did I? Yes, you did. We'll get it eventually we'll get it right. It's <laughs> Creatives Academy Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. So great. You said Lizzo, right? So let's go back to what's bumping. So Lizzo's what's bumping right now. You also said the muse. muse. What uh, what podcasts are on your rotation? The one that I still need to f- finish um my dad wrote a porno i don't know have you Your guys dad wrote, a wrote a porno i've act- oh, I'm that's familiar the po- i'm familiar oh, that's the with that podcast oh, have you listened to it Carlos? i listened to like the first two episodes and laughed out loud at least three or four times <laughs> listening so to that Exit. So, like your dad wrote a porno. No, porno, that's right? actually the podcast. Is this guy oh. found a porno that his dad wrote, right? Right. And then he just <laughs> he sits around a kitchen table with a couple of his friends and they read one chapter and they just start. La- it is hilarious. It's the only one that when I've been working out at the gym, all of a sudden I'll bust out laughing and everybody's looking at me like I am that person on the treadmill. Yeah, it, it's so funny. Um, what's another one? One that's one actually really interesting that we have here now, it's called Wrongful Conviction. Mm. And so they will speak to inmates, and it, it's almost like the serial-ish type of feel where they'll talk to inmates that have a conviction, and it's kind of like, yeah, is this or isn't mm. this? Um, mm. That's pretty interesting. Other than that, I don't think, 
Yeah, I think that's yeah. it. Great. Pretty cool. Great. All right. So, yeah, so we want to, I think we want to bring it to a wrap, right? Yeah. Wrap it up. Yeah. So we want to thank you for yes. some time and um, definitely gave us some nuggets there that we can not only apply with our podcast. Nuggets, I mean gold bars. Gold <laughs> bars of information, not gold nuggets, you're right. Some gold bars of information, right? <laughs> be true to yourself, mm-hmm. right? Don't uh, be concerned about being niche. Mm-hmm. I think that was a, a valuable one there. Mm-hmm. Be mindful of your time and what you're doing with it. Make sure that you're approaching your goals, you know, that you're sp- spending time with your goals instead of pushing them to the side. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Make some time for your goals. So, uh, again, the CEO of Hanger Studios, right? And, and also... How sp- is it how you spell Hanger? H-A-N-G-A-R, like an uh, airplane. Uh, yes. There you go. Hanger. We're going to land this plane right now with this interview. Oh, you see that? I got, nice. I'm good for one of them at least. That was I'm good, good for one of them. <laughs> so we want to thank you. Check her out, Big Girl Panties and Stripped. We love you so much. We appreciate this. Uh, thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Thanks Jen. for having me, guys. All You're right. Welcome. The Academy will be back. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the Creators Academy podcast. We're going to end the show right here. And feel free to subscribe on all platforms and also email us. Contact us at creativesacademypodcast at gmail.com. That's right. You can follow us on your favorite podcast app, Apple, Google, Stitcher, you name it. Mm-hmm. And also find us on Twitter at Will. And on Instagram, Creatives Academy Podcast. People still use Facebook, Willie? I think so. If you're on Facebook, you can find yeah. us there too. <laughs> Creatives Academy Podcast. This is Los and Will. And we out. Signing off. Peace. Peace. <laughs>